Welcome to another episode of Behind the Grind. I'm always excited having future UFC prodigies on the show, but today we have been given the opportunity to speak to the newest threat in the UFC featherweight division, Mr. Alon Cruz. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Not too bad. As always, to start the interview, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, man, I, I live in Tampa, Florida. Uh, originally, I grew up in Paris, Florida, which is a little further from here. But most of my life was here, and, you know, I went to HB Play High School. I wrestled a little bit, and from there, I joined a martial arts gym just to stay in shape, and I fell in love with it, and I kept doing it. And once I actually I dropped out of college after about a year and a half, and, you know, I took on MMA full-time, and, you know, luckily it's all paid off now. Awesome. What did you originally start with? Was it wrestling? Wrestling. Wrestling in high school. Yeah, well, I did, I did Taekwondo for about – two days when I was like six or seven but uh I quit after because the instructors they kept yelling at me and I wasn't I didn't like people yelling at me at the time so I quit but then I got into wrestling in high school and then that's kind of where my martial arts journey continued I guess cool so uh what do you honestly focus on more the quality or quantity of your training um I mean I train a lot but for sure as long as I, I, I would definitely prefer to learn something, you know, each session as opposed to just grinding through a session. Now, for sure, you definitely need those uh, classes or sessions where you're just pushing your pushing the pace and you're just trying to get the conditioning in or just to do it. But I, I definitely prefer quality. I would I'd rather learn more skill work than conditioning only because, you know, when I fight, I need to know what I'm doing and how to be more efficient as I'm fighting as opposed to, you know, hitting 10 more squats at the gym. I'd rather do 10 more reps of a technique that maybe I'm not as good at. So do you have specific days where you actually do technique and just grind, I guess? Yeah, you know, it's up to my coaches. Whatever my coaches want to do that day, you know, sometimes, you know, or if I'm beat up and I feel like, you know, I don't want to push it too hard in a day because maybe I'll get injured because, you know, sometimes you just get this, a certain point where maybe you're overtraining just a little bit. So you kind of just want to step back a little bit, but without stopping training, you don't want to stop training. So mm-hmm. you'll come in, just do some light. Like this morning, I went to jujitsu and I did some light technique. I actually didn't even roll. I just drilled light technique. You know, I, I made sure everybody else when they're rolling that they're not rolling into each other. I helped out class a little bit. And then that was it. I called it a day, you know, because, you know, I'm still dealing with a, little, with a couple of injuries from the fight. But, you know, I'm, I'm there and trying to do, you know, do what I can. So how would you actually say your experience with the UFC went in the end? How what? How your experience with the UFC actually went. Man, it was great. Um, I had a blast. It, it's it's kind of like, you know, when you fought on all these regional shows or smaller local shows, you're used to having to, you know, pay for your medical bills, uh, set up your your hotel stuff or set up your travel. Um, just a lot of things that, you know, come with the fight. It, it, it seems like you're doing a lot just to get to the fight. And usually, you know, financially, you come out either even or under. You're never really coming out above. But with Contender Series, I mean... The UFC, they pay for your flight, pay for your hotel. They give you a per diem, you know, every day. Uh, you know, everything was taken care of. Uh, everything was scheduled. All my medicals, they scheduled the medicals for me. I just had to show up, show my ID. They paid for everything. 
Uh, they gave me free gear, you know, free clothes, a new bag. I mean, it was everything was super professional. Obviously, it's the UFC. It's the best in the world. And the production value was great. I mean, it was like being, when I was being, when I was there, I didn't really have to think a lot about anything else other than focus on the fight. And that's, I think, where the best, when, when fighters can, can be at the best, when oh, they're only focusing on the fight. And they don't have to worry about other, uh, you know, things going on outside of that. What was the feeling when you actually got the call versus when you won that contract on the show? Uh, man, so when I got the, when I got the, it was actually my manager, he actually texted me and it was at, it was around like eight or nine o'clock at night. And he just said, he just said July 30th. Uh, and then he sent me a picture of my opponent's statology page. And that was it. It was pretty simple. And I remember like looking at it and the first thing that happened was my stomach dropped. And that's always the first thing that happens when I get a name opponent. I'm always like, it's not nervousness. It's just like, oh man, like I actually have a fight now. But then, you know, obviously I was stoked. And then, but actually having the fight and then signing the contract over there, that was that was the epitome of everything. I mean, the getting the text in the beginning and finding out about the fight, that was great. You know, I won't forget it. But winning the contract and going through the whole experience, that, those are the things I'm definitely going to remember. And I would put on my, you know, top things in life that have happened so far to me. Was the flying knee something planned, or was it just one of those things that just happened? Well, you know, I landed it in the second round. I actually threw a flying knee in the second round. It landed straight on his chin, but he actually ate it, which I was surprised. And uh, so in the third round, he was getting super aggressive because, you know, there was 30 seconds left. His coaches are yelling, you know, for him to go, you know, be more aggressive and go for the finish. My coaches are yelling to go for the finish. So, you know, you can feel the tension in the cage. Like Everybody's getting really hyped up. And he was getting and he was pushing so hard forwards. I knew he wanted to like try to knock me out or whatever he was trying to do. And so that already landed in the second round. I figured, well, you know, this is Dana White's contender series. I need to throw something hard and show that I'm trying to finish the fight. I'm not just trying to get by and shoot a takedown or whatever the case may be. Like we saw, you know, he didn't sign that guy for you know shooting a takedown fight. So I figured, you know what? Let me throw this flying knee as hard as I can, and if it lands, great. Uh, if it doesn't, then, you know, I'll take things from there. And, you know, luckily it landed and it knocked him out and finished him. And, you know, I didn't have to worry about him ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't start MMA, what do you think you would really be doing like, uh, in your spare Man, time? I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I love history. So maybe I would be like a history teacher or I would, you know, start you know like major in history and it, it could be any kind of history it could be world history u.s history whatever the case may be i just like like i like hearing about you know Genghis khan and the mongols or you know the gold rush of california and whatnot so i don't know maybe i'd maybe i'd go into history or something it, it's, it's hard to tell you know how my life would have gone if it hadn't gone to the fighting path versus the academic road cool so, uh, what is your favorite thing to do in your spare time? In my spare time? Uh, man, either just, <laughs> I mean, either, either watching anime and just relaxing with my dogs or working on my truck when it's not raining. And here in Florida, it's been raining every single day now, so you can't even get outside and, you know, work on a car. Um, 
really that's about it. I just like I, I'm I'm kind of a homebody. I like to be at my house, you know, chilling. I don't like to be out and about too much. Um, I think it keeps me out of trouble, but also I think it just tires me out. It's like doing errands all day, like that tires me out. So I'd rather just be at home. So usually I'm at home just just relaxing. How do you, how would you say you manage your social life besides your fighter life? Yeah, so I I don't have a giant group of friends. Um, I do have a solid group of friends though. I have maybe three or four very close knit friend, uh, network of friends, and I think it's important because they've been with me since before I was an amateur fighter. They've been with me all the way up until now. You know, they've always been my support system. I don't, like I said, I'm not the type of person that's going to roll up with an entourage of 20 people. You know, I don't know half of them or anything like that. And, you know, I don't mind, you know, that's not, there's nothing, no shade on that. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, a new, newer people coming into my life and, you know, they want to give me support or they want to help out or, you know, just be friends. I'm, I'm cool with that. But like a solid, you know, people that I have in my life, there's only like three or four actual friends other than my girlfriend so she'd be like my fifth or so um that i try to stay in contact with as a a fighter you kind of have to be friends with everybody right you have to be friends with promoters you gotta be friends with you know other fighters you have to be friends with the media so it's a little different then then it's kind of like everybody has access to you as a fighter right because you have to be you know nice to everybody you have to be you know open and, and welcoming so that's that's pretty much the difference. So last couple of questions coming your way, Tim. Where can we find you on social media? And is there anyone you'd like to give a quick shout out to? The stage is all yours. Yeah, man. So you know you can find me on social media um, on Instagram at Alon Cruz, A A L O N C R U Z, and it's the same for Twitter and for Facebook. I try to keep it pretty simple. Everything's all the same, and luckily nobody else has my name, so it's pretty simple to find me. Um, as far as people shout outs, you know, my, my head coach, you know, Daniel Hurtado, he's my head striking coach as well as my head coach. Uh, my wrestling coach, Mamu Goma, he's actually in Egypt right now. So I hope he's having a blast. Uh, my, my e-board jujitsu coach, uh, Joey Best, he's one of the best in Tampa. And the good thing is he's a small guy, so he's very technical. You know, he's not going to you know do a lot of big man stuff because he's not so big. Um, my strength coach, Frederick Sadler from Black Lion Athletics. You know, we just we just started working like actually just before the contender series started, and you know I've seen big improvements. Not in like crazy strength or anything, but just kind of evening me out and filling some uh, where I had weaknesses, kind of adding in and filling those little weaknesses up. Um, yeah, my sponsors, Angry Elephant Tattoos, they've helped me out in a big way. They've been my sponsors since my last fight before this one. Um, Doctor Doug Pro Health. Cloudco CBD or Cloudco uh, Farms, their CBD company uh, based out of Denver. They're they're huge. They just, I just picked them up after this last fight. And uh, the Athletic Studio, um, it's a CrossFit gym, uh, local here, locally here in Tampa. And they actually allow me or allow my team and I to keep our wrestling mats at their gym. And on Thursdays, we roll the mats out and wrestle on the mats and then roll them back up. Because we don't really have necessarily have a gym of our own as a team at, at Deathwar, so we kind of have a bunch of different places that we train at. So off, obviously, off that. Also, Tigers World Tampa, they also allow us to train in their facility. 
So that's a huge part of, uh, you know, our, our fighting community. Awesome. Last but not least, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to have a quick chat with you, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. All right. All right, man. Have a good one. Yeah.